0: Good morning. Happy Monday to all you guys out there listening to the Coffee Creators Podcast. I just told Jeremy, my guest today, that I wasn't going to do the intro, and I literally just did the intro right now. I lost but uh, today is a special day because I have a guest that I've never met before. I, we've never really talked um, even on social media, but a few weeks ago, I reached out to my audience and asked who wants to be a part of the, uh, or who wants to be a guest in the Coffee Creators Podcast. And Jeremy, um, messaged me and said, "Hey, you know, I think I want to be. Uh, I want to put my name in the hat, and I appreciate that. I was just telling him this earlier because that's hard. That's a hard thing to do. Uh, to actually just put your work out there and be. It takes a lot of courage. That's what I've learned in the last few years of of you know being in this space, just creating something. And it's oddly enough one of the most common questions I actually get. But before I ramble on, I want to welcome to the podcast Jeremy." Um, how do you pronounce your last name, Jermaine? Is that correct? Did I yeah. Say that correctly? Yep. Awesome, Jeremy. Welcome to the podcast.
1: Thank you so much, Michael. Uh, thanks. Thanks for having me. Um, yeah, I know we were talking a little bit, kind of before we jumped in here about um, me reaching out, and I just want to say uh, I, I've been admiring your work for a really long time. So it was it was such an honor to be able to, to get the opportunity to join you on the podcast. So I'm I'm really excited. Of thanks course. for having me. <laughs>
0: Yeah no 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 thank you so much I appreciate that it's uh like I said it's um I like I would like this podcast to be like a a space for people for creators you know big or small it doesn't really matter because to me people are people and I'm always genuinely just interested to hear what others have gone through in life or what they're experiencing what inspires them what you know what troubles them even and I think that's that's my way of trying to get the most out of the human experience, if, if that makes sense. So I'm so happy that you're here. I'm so excited to hear what you, what you have to share. And so maybe let's start, start off with, with, uh, with that one. Like, what exactly do you do, Jeremy?
1: Yeah, so I am uh, an independent filmmaker um, based in Chicago. I, uh, I've been making movies for, oh, geez, I think it's coming out about 10 years now. Um, wow. so a, a decade of, of indie filmmaking um, and like within that realm it, it breaks down to a bunch of different things but primarily I'm a writer-director um, I also focus on editing, assistant directing that's how I get a lot of freelance work in the area um, and just kind of general production work as well um, but again primary focus for me is, is writing and directing
0: it's that's like everything. <laughs> you're writing, you're wrestling, <laughs> photography. That's like <laughs> you're a one. Yeah, I'm a photographer that's too. Weird. Um yeah. <laughs>
1: that's like well everything. and like yeah, I think that that's what I like about it is is um, there's so much like the the the, the film industry and, and the art of filmmaking is so complex. It's, it's a big, giant, complicated machine, and there's so many different moving parts in it, and that's what I love about it, is just, you know, kind of dipping my toes into whatever I can, and, you know, seeing what sticks. You know, I've, I've tried my hand at, like, cinematography and realized, okay, you know what, I that's maybe not necessarily my forte, but, you know, I'm wanting to give it a shot. Um, and yeah, it's just, it's just fun to, to have the freedom to be able to try all these different things because, um, you know, I love the whole process from beginning to end, so I just kind of want to get my hands in everything.
0: Yeah. No, actually, you know, it's interesting you said that, because yesterday, not, not yesterday, um, a few days ago, I had, a, I had a good friend of mine on the podcast, and we were just talking about the whole creative process. And mm-hmm. let me know what you think about this, but I remember when, just a few years back uh, reading, was it reading or listening to an audiobook? Either way, I mean, it's kind of the same. But they said that people are so focused on the outcome. Like the, the world mm-hmm. is, um, is, is always focused on the end product versus the process. Mm-hmm. So, for example, um, they don't really care about your book unless you're selling a million copies, right? It's kind of like that. Like it's outcome driven versus the amount of, of um, work that you put into it. And so I think from the creator side, we appreciate more of the, um, the actual process of creating it. And the mm-hmm. guest that I had, he basically echoed that. He said he loves to, um, and he started off as a photographer, but ended up being like this really good videographer. And I'm like, how did you transition from that to that? And he's like, I don't know. I really just like the process. And I think a lot of creatives, um, maybe not even creatives in general, I think people in general, just love to learn you know remember when we were kids we were kids yeah yeah you just want to try something right and it's not necessarily because yeah not because you just wanted to get like the outcome you just wanted to to try it out and so it seems like from what i'm hearing so far from you that's kind of how you approach things but how did you get into filmmaking did you feel like that was the field that would that you would get the most experience or the most um where you can really try everything because it to me, that really is the field where you get to do everything. Right, right. Yeah,
1: I, I remember, um, so so growing up, I, uh, I'm an only child, and I have uh, tremendously creative parents. My dad is an insanely talented guitar player and bassist, and my mom is a painter and photographer. So I was always surrounded by art um, growing up, and you know, my family, my entire family is pretty kind of musically inclined. So it's just always surrounded by music and art, um, and like sort of this creative freedom and expression, which as a kid, I think is, is a fantastic environment to be in. Um, and at the same time, you know, my parents are the type of people where they didn't necessarily land careers in their field. They kind of, um, ended up going down different paths, but they never really gave up that part of themselves. And that's one of the things I admire the most. And so mm-hmm. I just always remember feeling like the, the creative space was where I belonged. What that looked like as a kid, I, I really had no idea. I loved drawing pictures. I loved, you know, writing little comics and short stories. Um, but it wasn't until, I want to say, like high school... Excuse me. Where I kind of discovered um, kind of more production oriented things. So I I was an actor in high school, and I thought for the longest time I'm gonna go to school to be an actor, and I'm gonna study acting. Um, and then I remember a friend of mine. It was like one of their senior class projects where they had to make a short film, and he had me help out for like a day. And all I did, I remember, was just like hold the camera for about five seconds but I think for me that was the thing that kind of clicked into my head where it's like I've always loved movies I've always loved watching movies and it wasn't until that point that point I realized oh wait these things have to be made like (laughs) they they don't just exist but yeah you you never really think about that process you never really think about what goes into it while you're watching a movie you just kind of get sucked into it and you know to me that really kind of brought the you know, to kind of use a long-overused phrase, the the movie magic to life, where it's like, you know, I'm able to sit down and watch a movie, and you know, I'm not thinking about the yeah the scheduling oh, of it, what it took, see. how many. Oh, let me see if I can, I can back.
0: get Jeremy back. Jeremy's still there? Yeah, Sorry. I'm here. Can you hear me? Okay, yeah, yeah, I can hear you. So okay, cool. Occasionally, we'll get this, so don't worry about it. Yeah, it's not your fault. Um, yeah. Um, so you were just saying. Uh, that's where you found the magic of, 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 you know, watching a movie. Right, right.
1: And, um, yeah, I think that sort of, you know, it was it was the snowball effect after that. Um, and one of my, my really good friends, who I'm still super close with to this day, he runs his own production company here in Chicago. Um, he had already kind of figured out he wanted to go study film. And so that was something where I kind of it piqued my interest a little bit. And... At the time, uh, my parents, again, given their experiences, and, and very okay. understandably so, awesome were a little again. sort of apprehensive. You know, about. Jeremy's um, still there?
0: <laughs> yeah. I'm so sorry. This oh no, it's occasionally. good. Occasionally, yeah, and you know, it's like it's one of those things that we just have to. <laughs> we just have to. Yeah. Accept it, I guess. I are we? Are we good? Can you hear me anyway? okay now? I can hear you now. Yeah, and I, okay. I just feel so silly having to ask you to say it again. Oh, no, 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 you're good, you're good. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You literally just caught off right when you were going to start. What you... <laughs> <laughs> like, this sounds like a broken record for you by now. But, yeah.
1: No, it's, it's all good. Like, I'm I'm no stranger to technical difficulties, so... Okay, yeah, um, I'm glad. <laughs> right. Um, okay, cool. So, let's see, this actually works, because I think I kind of want to rephrase what I was going to say. But, um, uh, anyway, yeah, so my, my good friend... Um, who runs a production company here in Chicago. We went to high school together, and we're still super close. Um, Like, senior of high school, I think he had already decided he was going to go study film. And so that kind of uh, started that conversation in my head and that sort of snowball effect. Um, But also at the time, I understood, like, that's a huge risk. That is a very, very big risk to go professionally study the arts to pour thousands and thousands of dollars into something um and my parents were, were a little on the fence about it very understandably so right because they ended up having to follow different career paths to you know support the family and, and and all that and um it wasn't until we actually went to go tour the school that I ended up going to which is Columbia College Chicago where I think they understood kind of the actual career aspect of it because one of the things that I think is very important to understand about I think the business of any art is at the end of the day it's, it's a business it's a job um, you get to do really cool things but yeah. you know there's a certain point where you gotta clock out <laughs> right you yes. gotta rest and you know ideally you got to make money um, and I think just that's where I became really serious about it, where it's like, okay, this isn't just a fun hobby. This isn't just an excuse to kind of, you know, not have a nine to five. If anything, I'm going to end up working longer hours. Um, it was, no, i I want this to be a career. I, this is where I want to be. Um, and it's funny because I, I had, I almost went to school for engineering. i was oh no way this close for for computer (laughs) engineering yep um okay which uh you know that's another thing that like i'm I'm passionate about right it wasn't just oh i'll just pick something else but um those are the two things and uh i remember i was stuck between two schools i had applied to columbia for uh film i applied to DePaul for engineering And I think what made me make the decision is I had to give DePaul an answer before Columbia. Um, So I I had to make the judgment call. And I was like, all right, you know what? I think I'm going to go for it. And no regrets? (laughs) No regrets. No regrets. Awesome.
0: (laughs) You know, um, I follow this creator on TikTok. And they... They talk a lot about people who are multi-passionate, and I remember when I was a kid, I always felt like I needed to focus in just one thing. Mm-hmm. So, I I drew a lot. Um, I, I made stories as well, just like you. I remember my favorite thing to draw before was I would cr- I would literally fold a bunch of like papers and make comic books of the Ninja Turtles. That's what I used to draw. <laughs> I would draw <laughs> ninja turtles. Right you know, my brother and I would draw them, yeah, and create stories. And my ma- my mom and my sisters would always look at them and be like, "They're actually making stories out of these, <laughs> you know, these yeah, drawings." And I remember growing up, they would ask me, "What do you want to be when you grow up?" And at that time, I really didn't know. And I've told this story a lot of times before in the past, but I just knew I wanted to be a photographer. But this was – I was in, I think, a freshman in high school. And this was a time when photography wasn't accessible to a mm. lot of people. Digital yeah. cameras didn't exist. And film cameras were very expensive. So mm-hmm. my sister, you know, she was – she didn't mean anything by it. I mean, she meant well when she asked me or where she basically told me that – um maybe you want to you know get into law maybe or something or or be a doctor you know I mean, yeah. the usual stuff and i was conflicted cuz i knew i didn't want to be any of those i wanted to be a photographer and in my head i'm like how do you how how can other people become photographers and i mm-hmm. at that point i thought that the only way i could be a photographer is if i somehow landed a job taking photos for um what was that magazine I was thinking about? Like basically photos for rock stars, right? Like that's like the only way that I can make photography into an actual career. And so growing up, I I took something that's a little bit more in line with the creative field, which is advertising. And Mm -hmm. even then when I took advertising as my major, my, my dad wasn't very much. um, I mean, he was supportive, but he was just like, so what do you do after? Do you draw pictures? <laughs> like he literally <laughs> asked me if I d- would draw for a living. And so it was. It was at that time where it felt like the arts were were not really seen as, I guess, a a an actual career. Right, right. right. So it's amazing to see how things have changed. But going back to what I originally uh, wanted to, to, my point basically was the person that I followed talks about multi-passionate people. And, you know, at, during this time of my, my life, I felt like I needed to hone in on one. And if mm-hmm. I didn't, then I guess nothing, would, not, nothing good would happen to me. And I always thought that, okay, I wanted to be a photographer, but, you know, one side of me also wants to be a storyteller in some way. So I told stories through photography. But mm-hmm. um, I, I always imagined, like, what it would be like to be a filmmaker, or, or you know, a director. I, and to this day, I still think about that. And so, when I heard this person speak about being multi-passionate and that it's actually okay, it's actually part of of the creative side, right? Like it's, it's, uh, it's something yeah. that you don't have to you don't have to suppress it. I mean, obviously, if you want to excel in one, you focus on one, but that doesn't mean that you have to let go of it, right? So I like that you totally. said that you're still passionate about. Uh, computer engineering even though you're a filmmaker and it's one of those things that I learned from a, from another friend and he said yeah he he was listening to a story about some guy who 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 wanted to be a painter and he wanted to be this and that and he's like why not there's no one stopping you from being all of those there's <laughs> no reason and i guess i guess when you were telling that story it just reminded me of that and it's it's a good reminder i think for for everyone who who might be struggling you know, and finding what it is that, that they want to do. And it's okay, because I was confused as heck when I was in, even when I was in my 20s, just mm-hmm. like thinking of what I want. I mean, to this day, I'm still kind of confused. But I, right now, I have a general idea of where I want to be. But the, the, the feeling that is very, it's very freeing when you know that you can be anything or you can be anyone. It's really just your choice. And it's an yeah. amazing feeling. Right. Totally. Totally. And I'm
1: I'm really glad you you brought that up because you know I've I've had and sometimes still have that same exact struggle where it's like you know I I feel like I really need to kind of focus in on on one thing right and make that my thing and that's like an internal debate that I have a lot because you know there there is some merit to it right if you put all your focus in one thing that one thing's really going to shine. Um, mm-hmm. But at the same time, it's, like, I'm at my happiest when I have the freedom to try everything. Not even, like, do everything successfully, but to just to just try. Um, yeah. And, like, you know, that's why... I think that's why I, I do so many different things, right? It's... it's mm-hmm. I don't consider myself somebody who's an expert in every single field that I touch. But it's, like... Yeah. I'm curious enough to learn the process. I'm curious enough to yes. to see what works, see what doesn't work. And you know, I've been making movies for, for 10 years. I'm not an expert. I'm still very, very young and naive to an extent. But at the same time, it's like, I found what works for me. I found the types of stories that I want to tell. And I feel I feel free as a, as a creative. Um, and I think that's so, so important because if I didn't have that freedom, I might as well be doing any other job. Um, right. You know,
0: it's so, uh, it, it, it's nice to hear you say that because it, it, when I was in my teens, all throughout my 20s, I always heard my, my friends, my peers, wherever uh, talk about what they're good at. And I always considered myself, like, obviously the term jack of all trades, right? I couldn't even call myself that because I'm like, I know a lot of other things, but I'm definitely not an expert on any of them. So Mm -hmm. that really made me feel bad because I felt like the world that I grew up in, you needed to specialize in something. And the the one thing that, that really hit me was I was listening to a radio show and they were talking about how... Like, when you start your own family, what is the one skill that you can pass on to your kids that you're very confident that you can do? And you're like, oh, yeah, I'm really good at this. You know, I can teach you this. What's that one skill? And it really bothered me because I couldn't think of a single <laughs> skill. I'm like, I'm like what, do I, what do I teach them? It really bothered me. And it's like I, I pretty much lost sleep over it but it started oh, no. that conversation. Yeah, it started that conversation in my head. It's like first of all, I went through the whole like process of like am I good enough? Like do I have mm-hmm. anything that actually yeah. matters? You know what I mean? Do yeah. I matter? What what will people care? And as the years went by, I mean, I just started to realize that it's totally okay to not be an expert in one thing if that's not you. So, one mm-hmm. thing that I wanted to make clear as well is that there's also there's, there's a difference with, between just being lazy and just really wanting wanting to try something. And what you said, Jeremy, when you said that you're your happiest when you get to try all these other things. And now as a dad, you know, I have a six-year-old and I have a four-year-old. Just watching them grow, watching them go through life in that very short amount of time um, reminds me so much already of who I was and what and how I felt. Because it's like, you know, when my kid plays with a toy you know he'll he enjoys that but he gets to play with something else he'll run off to the other side and he'll build something else like and you hear this all the time that one of the secrets of being of staying creative or becoming even more creative is to allow yourself to have fun allow yourself mm-hmm. to be that kid because when we were kids what did, what did we always hear from their parents like you can be anything you can be anyone you can do anything right but for some reason, as soon as we reach a certain age, suddenly everything's like, you're not supposed to do that. You're supposed to follow. You're supposed yeah. to follow or fall in line and do this. You're not supposed to laugh. You're not supposed to make jokes. <laughs> right. And it's like, what happened? <laughs> you know? <laughs> and it's one of those things. Yeah, it's one of those things that I remind myself because I definitely, I feel like I could have been, I mean, don't get me wrong. I've had an amazing um like yeah, like my younger years, I've, I've had a lot of really amazing years, and I was extremely happy. But I feel like a lot of that was also very suppressed because I couldn't express myself in a way that I'm able to now, like comfortably. Mm-hmm. Because for some reason, I felt it was wrong. But, you know, going back to the whole topic, um, being able to try everything, I think, is one of the secrets to just keeping it fresh and you know what is creativity anyway? Creativity is basically taking all these different elements that are from like around you and making something out of it, right? Mm-hmm. Whether you're limited in resources or it's it's a lot, it doesn't matter, but you're taking all of these things. If you if you stop yourself from dipping into all these other ingredients just because you feel like you need to focus on one thing, then I feel like you're suppressing your creativity, right? So yeah. to me, you know, to to get to 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 have a better output, you have to you have to be open to experiencing new things, different things. And I think, you know, I, I'm going to say, like, that probably is one of the specialties of some people. Being able to adapt and being able to just, like, pick something up and try something new. Because that for sure is not, it's, it's something that, that is not for everyone. Not everyone can do that. And I, <laughs> I know a couple of people who really prefer to have... Um, a linear path, like, just to follow one thing, and that's their way of expressing their happiness, I guess. But to you, Jeremy, Mm -hmm. it seems like, yeah, you're just trying everything else, and that's awesome. But, you know, let's go back a little bit to um, what you've done in the last 10 years of of filmmaking. Um, How did you get into actual... Like, what was your first gig? I guess that would be a safe question to ask. Like, how did you get your first gig, and what
1: was it? Sure. Um, Really quick before I dive into that I just gotta plug in my laptop real quick oh yeah yeah go ahead Can you hear me all right?
0: Yep, I can hear you. I'm just checking uh, my son's daycare's um, video feed. <laughs> <laughs> I got a notification. I'm like, oh. Uh
1: oh. Everything good? <laughs> yeah, everything's good. They're just playing. <laughs> good. Um. Yeah. Okay. So, what was my first gig? Uh. Man, that is a great question. I gotta go. I gotta get a little way, a little ways back. Um. <laughs> I mean, I I feel like the projects I did in school taught me a lot. Um, I'd say my first kind of professional gig was actually one of the last projects I did at at school. Um, It was a a practicum program. So basically, um, you could study different disciplines within films. There was like directing, writing producing cinematography if you wanted to go down the practicum route sort of um your very last year all these different disciplines would come together and the goal was okay the school's going to give you a budget it's going to provide you Mm -hmm. with equipment you all need to make a film you all need to make a short film um which is a really really cool opportunity um and I was the assistant director for one of them. And for, for those who don't know what the what the AD does is they pretty much run the set. They're the ones okay. who make the schedule, the call sheets, um, schedule out the days, make sure every department is where they need to be, make sure everyone's communicating. They're essentially like the stage managers for, for a, a movie. Um, and basically like you're putting out all the fires so that the director doesn't have to think about them. Um, mm-hmm. Which is one of the most stressful jobs on a set. It sounds like it. <laughs> <laughs> it's it's a lot. And, you know, that that experience was... It was brutal. It, it wore me down. Um, there were a lot of, like, logistical issues, a lot of, like disagreements within different departments um but you know that's that's the process that's you're going to come across that in the real world and you got to know how to handle that and um that was something where it's like i needed to take a long break <laughs> after that but see. yeah it mm-hmm. taught me a lot um and like to this day it influenced the way i i run sets because you have to be ready for the unexpected you have to be ready to deal with something that could you know turn everything on its head and you have to be ready and you have to plan and prepare for those things um and yeah that really that that kind of that was the uh the thing that kind of forced me to kind of grow some thick skin around around making movies um Mm -hmm. and like not every project is going to be like that and Nine out of ten times the projects I work on aren't that stressful. But I'm glad I went through that experience because it, it was a good reminder. Like, okay, this, this is part of the job. You're yeah. going to have experiences that you're going to want to walk away from. That are, are going to make you kind of question whether or not you want to do this. And that's okay. That's very normal because, like I was saying before, it's it's a job, and any job is going to have parts that you don't like. Um, right. And you don't necessarily have to have this this sort of unwavering devotion uh, to to the field because I, I feel like I spent a long time. Any time I would get upset. I would think, Oh, I'm not cut out for this or I'm not passionate enough. And it took me a long time to get out of that headspace. Cause it's like, no, you are passionate enough because you still want to do it. Yes. Right. You're not mm-hmm. just going to walk away from, because of one bad experience. If anything, you're going to come back, um, with more experience under your belt and, and mm-hmm. more knowledge. um, and so I think that was the first gig that, that really, really kind of taught me a lot. The next one was, I think we had just, we'd either just graduated or it was right before we graduated, but I wrote a short script uh, for a screenwriting class that um, was a really, really sort of personal story. Um, not necessarily in terms of like, the actual events of the script, but I think some of the deeper kind of subtext of it. Um, and okay. you know, what was really cool is it actually ended up being voted like best of the, the semester for our class, which was oh, nice, super, super cool. And I'm, I'm very appreciative of, of all the feedback and my teacher who I'm, I'm still close with to this day. He really pushed me. He was like, I think you, you need to make this, this movie. Um, mm-hmm. And I was really kind of nervous at the time because That, at the time, was, like, the biggest thing I would have been in the director's chair for. And so there was another program at at Columbia called Independent Project, where it was different from Practicum in that it was, as the name says, it was more independent. So basically, you got to pitch a script. Um, The program was a class that would meet, like, I think once a month or once every couple weeks. But basically, Columbia would give you the equipment... And the soundstage. Everything else was on your own, so you had to finance it. You had to find crew. You had to cast it. All that stuff. Whereas with practicum, a lot of the pieces were already there, and it was it was okay. Go, take all this and go make a movie. Independent project was more. All right, let's go make a movie. We're not giving you everything. (laughs) Make it happen. I thought, yeah, I thought that that would have been perfect because like. You know, I'd have more kind of creative control, plus I get to use the school's resources. Um, My script got rejected, like, ten times. Wow. Which Mm -hmm. sucked. That was, like, a total gut punch. And I took it really hard. Um, And I was upset about it, I was angry about it, and I spent a long time just kind of wallowing about it, but... Then there came an opportunity where it's like, okay, nobody else is going to make this movie. We're going to have to learn how to make movies on our own anyway. Let's just do it and see what happens. And Mm -hmm. we did it. It was the first completely independent thing we, we had done outside of school. We had to find all the crew ourselves. We had to finance everything, get the equipment ourselves we had to uh we had to build a set we um a part of it takes place in a in a treehouse and so we found we found a treehouse out in the burbs that we shot for like the exteriors and then for the interiors we actually rebuilt it in my friend's garage with with movable <laughs> so cool. walls so we could like get the equipment in there um and we had never done that before and like to this day you know, that being my first sort of big project as a director, it's not perfect. It's it's rough around the edges. Um, again, with hindsight, I I would do some things differently. But I'm so proud of it because we did it in the face of a lot of, you know, things against us. And uh, I think... Mm-hmm. That's another one. Those two projects in particular, I think, really kind of influenced me. And, you know, it's something I'm still grateful for this, grateful for to this day and something I don't want to take for granted is, like, you know, just that's what it takes to make a movie sometimes. Yeah. So. It's
0: actually very important that you, you share that story because a lot of um, people, especially the younger ones that want to get into the creative field, and I understand why, but they somehow they think – it's so glamorized, right? It's so mm-hmm. romanticized, even, that we think it's always just going to be you're in charge, you get to do whatever you want to do, and everyone's going to love it, which right. is far from the <laughs> truth. Very, yeah. very far from the truth. And I think that's one of the – it's one of those things that you earn as a creative to be able, the first thing is you have to have the, fir- the courage first to actually try it out. To put your stuff out there. I think the next is the acceptance that not everyone's going to like it. So most of the time, even, most people won't like it. Because in our heads, it's different. It's a very personal journey, I think. you know, mm-hmm. Whatever it is that we're, we're making, from pictures to video to, to, to writing, everything... It's a very personal thing. I think I think it it starts from within, like my soul, for example. This is what I wanted to express. And to me, it's beautiful because it came from me. But it doesn't mean that everyone's gonna feel the same way. And that is okay. That's what Jeremy was saying. That's completely fine. It's not an attack against you or your work or your creativity. It just doesn't resonate to them as much as it does to you. And being able to move past that is one of those struggles. And I, you know, thank you for sharing that, Jeremy, because it's very important. And it's very real. You will go through that. But know this, that if you are going through that right now, it's completely normal. And you just have to get past it. As soon as you get past it, actually, you know, one of the things that, you, that helps is, you know, just try to keep making more. Um, mm-hmm. I was reminded of um, a story about uh, the director, Sam Raimi. Mm-hmm. So he directed Spider-Man, he directed The Evil Dead, uh, The Army of Darkness, one of my favorite movies. Um, yep. It's like, yeah, he's, he's such a, he has a very particular style. And not everyone loves his style. But I, I heard that one of his methods when he was younger was he would make a film and he would show it to people. And people would boo at it and literally just say like, oh, that sucks or whatever. And he would make notes of those points and mm-hmm. as as he make you know notes on these like th- these pain points of his films he would fix them and show it again basically he would just iron out the kinks and so yeah. it's amazing how yeah like if you approach it that way you're like okay let's refine it he doesn't take it personally i'm sure it hurts like it's impossible not to hurt when right, someone right. rejects your script <laughs> rejects totally. your idea or whatever yeah, 10 times, Jeremy, that's a lot, right? I, to this day, if I get rejected even once, I'm like, oh, that stung, <laughs> but okay, let's get to work. You know what I mean? So, yeah. it's a business. And, you know, it's not just you who has a, a goal that, you know, you're trying to achieve. Whoever you're working with, they also have goals that they're trying to achieve. So, if you can frame your mind and just realize that you're all trying to get to that same goal, and everything's going to be a little bit easier to swallow, I think. So, Thank you for sharing that, because I think it's one of those important things that people need to realize. Um, mind yeah. you, it doesn't mean that when you get into this field, whatever field it is that you're, you you want to be into, or if you are currently in that field, it doesn't mean that every day is going to be like that. It, you know, I think as long as you as long as you look far ahead enough and realize that you will have roadblocks, you know, a couple of potholes, then you know it's still it's still fine. It's just that roadblocks and potholes, but you can go around them over them and don't just don't stick. Then don't stay there because if Jeremy felt like um, the first, the first three rejection rejections of your script. If by then he just go gave up. I mean, I mean, look at, you know, the, all the things that he could have missed on. Right. So I think, I think it's, it's one of those creative processes that you definitely have to go through and, it's fine but um so jeremy 10 years 10 years of making this of of making films um i have yet to ask what kind of i know it's independent but is there a particular like um genre or or store or or type of story or whatever totally yeah um i think
1: well, really quickly i just kind of want to touch on briefly um what you just said uh kind of regarding that experience um I think that there's two things I want to say. One is like one of the important things is is not to sacrifice what you believe in. I think nobody should ever have to sacrifice who they are in order to do what they want. Um, so for example, these ten rejections, um, it got to the point where I I kept rewriting the script over and over and over, and it was, it was at a point where I felt very easily, okay, this script can definitely get in, but it wasn't the story I wanted to tell. Um, I see. Okay. Mm-hmm. And so that's where we made the call, like, what's more important here? Getting it made or telling this specific story? And the other important thing, too, is, excuse me, um, it's okay to walk away. It is It is perfectly okay to walk away from something. If you are feeling like you aren't being respected or treated fairly, or even if it's just a little too much, it is okay to walk away. And I say that because I spent a long time, like I was saying, you know, there's this attitude of, oh, just suck it up because you should you should consider yourself lucky to even be here, right? And I hate that. I hate that. I, I hate that. Like. <laughs> And here's the thing. We are incredibly lucky to be able to do what we want to do. Because mm-hmm. a large portion of the population does not have that privilege. And we shouldn't take that for granted. You know? Yes. But at the same time, um, we're here because we want to be here. And if you don't want to be here, that's fine. Right? There are... there There's such... The attitude of the industry right now is going through a shift, which I'm I'm glad is, you know, a lot of the sort of toxic parts of the industry are being called out right now. And that's good. I'm glad because no no film is worth your mental health, your life, no project is is worth any of that. Um, And that's something that's very important to me as a director is... um, the, the fundamental foundation of, of everything that I do is, is based in respect. Um, mm-hmm. and cause you hear all the time about these directors who are, are, are mean who berate their, their cast and their crew who do all these incredibly toxic things to get what they want. Um, yeah. To me, if, if you're the type of person that has to do that to get a result, that doesn't make you a good director. That makes you a coward <laughs> because, mm-hmm yeah that just means you're not good at communicating what you want um mm-hmm. and so it's like i i hate hearing stuff like that it's like no like nothing is worth going through that for um yeah because like you said there's so much focus on the outcome mm-hmm. but for the people involved the 99 of their commitment is making the thing and like if that experience is going to be miserable then it, is it worth is it, it really worth it so Right? Mm -hmm. Um, So anyway, that's kind of my little spiel on on my thoughts on on the industry and all that stuff. I'm glad
0: you brought it up because you you brought up a couple of really good points, actually. Um, (laughs) Completely, like, I feel like we could do a complete, like, podcast just on that (laughs) topic alone. Right, Because it really does apply on a lot of things. Like, for example, like, let's talk about the first one, right? Uh, Let's talk about the the whole, um, you don't have to sacrifice yourself over... You know something it's completely true so to me in my experience as a for example as a graphic designer when I started my career I was a graphic designer and because I was self-taught I didn't have any other experience I was basically just you know I was I was on someone's payroll because whatever they would need a design I would make it no matter how terrible it looked that's what Mm -hmm. they want I'll give it to them right but over the years, that takes a lot out of you because suddenly your talent, your creativity, your vision, imagine having this 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 thing inside you that's yelling and screaming and saying, you can make it look much better. You can make it look, look much better. You can do a better job. You can make it visually pleasing to yourself and to other people, but you can't, right? Because you're like, if I don't, no one's going to pay the bills, and that's a valid point, but well, as soon as you realize that that you don't have to do that, then you can start to, you know, basically explore other ways where you can, you can express that side, or you can, you can really practice that muscle, that creative muscle, at, you know, without having to sacrifice um, yourself. So, I, what I essentially did was I looked for another job, looked for other clients, and You know, when I started my freelance gig, I basically wanted to make sure that I took quality clients to sign, not just someone. Occasionally, you'll still get those. Sure. It's okay. Yeah, it's okay to work on that. But don't sacrifice yourself. Because at the end of the day, right, like if I had – actually, this is true. This is a very true story. For most of my career – all my work was so bad, not because of me, but because of the clients that I chose, because of the work that I decided was, you know, the only way um, I didn't have a portfolio that I was, I was proud to share. And that sucks because I sacrificed everything, yeah. right? Because it's like, well, let me see your portfolio. And I'm like, oh boy, can we not look at the portfolio? I'm <laughs> Like, why not? Well, cause, uh, I'm not very proud of this. So who's <laughs> going to hire me then? Right? Like, no right. one's going to hire me at that point. So it's a very it's a very valid point. Uh, the second thing I wanted to, to bring up, um, because you, you said it, and it's very important too, is um, recognizing that we are in a very privileged position. Like, it, it's, a, it's a really good position to be able to do this, right? But mm-hmm. and also, at the same time, it doesn't diminish the fact that we, we sacrificed a lot to get there, right? Totally. And so it's very... It's it's a healthy thing to always remember that, you know, what we're doing right now, it is amazing. And I I had this conversation with my wife because it's like Mm -hmm. I I told her that I think a lot of the pushback that I get from or not necessarily me, but but, um, a lot of the pushback that I hear from people is that when you're having fun, it looks like you're not working.
1: Right. Right.
0: And, And when they see that you're having fun, people feel like you're not working and people feel like you don't deserve whatever it is that you're doing. And if you if you are hearing this from someone just just ignore it. I promise <laughs> you just ignore it because like most people who feel that way just are not happy with what they're doing. And that's yeah. not your yeah, it's not your it's not your problem. And, and I, when I say it's not your problem, I I mean it's not your fault. Okay? Right. The best thing we can do is we can understand them and we can make them understand how we got to our position, but you don't have to defend your worthiness to be in totally. your position because you worked totally. hard to get there and you can have as much fun as you want. <laughs> yeah. That's completely fine. And I imagine, Jeremy, that in your in your industry, that's prob- probably even harder because filmmaking is so... I mean, it is very glamorous, but I also understand the the very nitty-gritty side of it, right? I can, I can totally appreciate it, but for most of the population, they think of filmmaker, director, they're like, wow, like that's the first word that's probably <laughs> going to come out of their mouth. Right, like, right. How do, you, how do you combat that? How do you, I don't know, what's it's, your perspective on that?
1: Like, I, so I just want to say, anybody who says the phrase, if, if you love what you do, you'll never work a day in your life, that's a lie. you're going to work all the time. Like, (laughs) but again, it's like, I think, I I think sort of what, what makes it, um, what, what helps is understanding that it it is, like I said, it is work. Right. Um, Mm -hmm. and how do I combat the sort of, you know, the, the perspective that it's, it's glamorous and, and all that stuff is, You know, like I said, I I take it in stride because, yes, I I worked hard to get to where I am, but also, Mm -hmm. I've lived a very privileged life. I grew up with a family that supported everything that I did, that, that wanted to see me succeed. I had the opportunity to go to art school and study this professionally, Um, I've got the freedom now as an adult to continue to do what I love to do. And with everything going on in the world right now, that is incredible. And that's also something that a lot of people don't have. And I remind myself of that every day. Um, because if I'm, if I have this opportunity and I'm wasting it, that is just an insult to everybody who doesn't have that opportunity. Um, because, again, things are, things are so crazy right now. Things are so uncertain. Um, that, you know, to be a person who gets to make movies. Like, I, I take it in stride. Because, again, like... I have the luxury of being able to do what I do and I don't want to take it for granted. And anybody who wants to to argue with me about it and, and, you know, paint a certain picture of me because I'm, I'm an artist. Um, you know, I welcome them to do so. And I, I spent a long time taking all that really personally. And now maybe it's with experience or age or whatever, but now it's, it's, you know, that's that's fine, because I, I know what goes into the work that I do, and
0: right. mm-hmm.
1: I, just because I'm a filmmaker, that doesn't make me a better person than anybody else. I could be more experienced or more learned as an artist, but yeah. that doesn't, I shouldn't let that give me an ego. Um, mm-hmm. So I, I, I don't know if that really answers your question, but it's, like, my, my philosophy yeah, well, around that is, like, that's, you know.
0: Actually, you did. It, you did answer it in the, in the best way possible, I think, and I'll tell you why. And this is going to sound weird. Okay. <laughs> it's going to sound a little weird because I don't know you, Jeremy, but I'm incredibly proud of you. And the reason I say that is because I'm a father of two kids, and my job as, and my passion are my kids'. Like, it's one of those passions that I never thought would become, I guess, this much, like this, this big for me, but I'm very passionate about my kids, how I communicate with them, and I want to see them grow into amazing human beings. That's my only goal. My My only goal is to be, to make sure that I guide them enough that when they grow up, people will talk, you know, we'll talk about them, and always remember them as kind human beings. Like, that's the <clears throat> most important thing for me to do. So when you were sharing your story about you growing up, you had parents that supported you, parents that, went sh- that allowed you to, do, to grow into this career. I see myself as that. I saw myself as those parents. And, like, absolutely, I would do everything in my power to make sure that my kids go through this. Like, whatever it is that they think, you know, fits their life the best – I'm for that, right? That makes me extremely happy as a parent. My only wish, my only, I, my only ask from all of that is that they don't take it for granted. And mm-hmm. when you said that, and I'm like, I'm so proud of you, Jeremy, you're not. <laughs> it's, like, <laughs> it's like, these are the things that, that I wish my kids would tell me one day. You know, mm-hmm. I, I can only wish that I, I'm able to support them in that way, right? And if I'm able to do that, I just want them to not take it for granted and they should never take it for granted and they should never feel bad about it about being supported should never feel bad about it so if your parents or your if your your loved ones your significant other whatever is supporting you yeah i'm so happy for you guys because it's it's one of those it's a gift literally is a gift should never feel bad about it that should never make you feel any less of a of a, whatever it is, an artist, um, a filmmaker, um, anything should never mm-hmm. diminish that in any way, but just don't take it for granted. And I think if you yeah. have that perspective, that's the only, the only thing that you need to do. So, you know, like you said, you, you hope that, that you explained it correctly. I think you explained it perfectly, <laughs> at least to me. I mean, that sounded perfect. Well, yeah, so that's awesome. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Yeah.
1: Yeah. It's, uh, it's one of the things. So like, you know, not, not to kind of get, too, too philosophical and, and off the, off the rails here, but, you know, my, uh, my, my uncle is another really close family member. He has this philosophy where it's, it's, you know, the only thing that matters at the end of the day is, um, are you being a good person? Um, Mm -hmm. and I think, you know, there's, there's, life is so complicated and so complex. It's, at the end of the day we're all just trying to do our thing we're all just out here trying to figure things out and and you know live our lives and find things we're passionate about find people to fall in love with and and make families and, and all this stuff and you know it's it's whether you're an artist uh a doctor a mechanic an engineer whatever you are it's all we can really do is 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 have some sort of like respect for each other and, and look out for each other because we're all going through different things, right? Nobody knows, you never know what the person next to you is going through. Um, mm-hmm. And certainly like as an artist, like, you know, yes, I'm a director. That That's not an excuse for me to belittle the people I'm working with because I'm not getting what I want. Like, yes, mm-hmm. you know. And that's the other thing, like, as a director, like, I think you you have to be okay with sacrifice. Because I I always kind of explain it this way, like, if I wanted my work to be pristine the way I envisioned it, untouched by anybody else exactly how I see it, I would leave it as a script and put it on a shelf. Mm -hmm. But as a director, I want that challenge. Because filmmaking is collaborative. You are trusting a lot of other people to carry something out. And at the same time, they all have to trust that you're going to be able to communicate and, and you know, be an efficient leader. And yeah. I love that. I love mm-hmm. that what I see on the screen is never exactly what's on the page because yeah. that's what it's all about, right? I, I love discovering those moments on set where it's like, oh, shoot, this doesn't work. Okay, let's figure something out. Or yeah. actually, you know what, let's do this instead because that's actually going to work better. Or when somebody comes up to me and says, hey, what about this? And it's like, why didn't I think of that? Of course. Right. Right? Yeah. And it's like, yeah. yeah, that's what I love about it. Is It's it's a conversation. It's not I'm at the top and everybody else has to do what I want. It's... Mm-hmm. Yeah, I get the final say at the end of the day, but it's like it's 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 a collaborative thing. It's a conversation, yeah, and yeah. I invite that on my sets. It's like, you know, if you have an idea, right? Let's talk about it. Assuming we're not, you know, running behind schedule and taking like five hours to talk <laughs> <Right>. about it. <laughs> but, <laughs> it. But you know, it reminds me of.
0: Uh, oh, sorry. Go ahead. Oh no, no, go, go for it. I was I was just gonna say that you reminded me of. Um, uh, the book The Mist by Stephen King and they, mm. they, they came out with a movie and mm-hmm. that movie was, I, I I thought the movie in general was was okay but the ending, the ending as soon as I got to the ending I'm like, this made up for the entire movie I, like, yeah, I thought yeah. the ending was amazing and I found out that Stephen King actually didn't write the ending that way mm-hmm. he chose a different ending and then when he saw the film he's like I actually like that better. (laughs) Yeah, right. Yeah, like like what you were saying. Like, if he wanted to preserve whatever it is that he envisioned, you know, pristine, untouched, whatever, he would leave it as he wrote it. But he allowed other creatives, a lot, other input, a lot, other you know people to to bring it to life. And look, they actually added to it, and that's just amazing. Yeah, thank you for sharing that. But I didn't mean to cut you off. Go ahead with. Oh I was going to say like.
1: Granted, you know, I, I think that's the sort of line of thinking that, that applies to, like, a lot of the projects I work on. Um, and at the same time, I'm not working on things where, like, millions and millions of dollars are on the line, right? So it's it's a little <laughs> yeah. different where I can maybe, like, bend the rules a little bit and be a little bit more flexible. Right. But I'm sure when when the money is that big and there's there's that much riding on it, you have a little bit less of that that, that freedom, which mm-hmm. I understand. But I think... You know, right now, again, like that's something I'm, I'm really grateful for, and I'm, I'm really proud to have on, on all my projects is, is that freedom, and that's, that's why I like the, you know, doing independent movies, because it's like, you know, not everybody's gonna see them. A lot of the times, nobody's really gonna see them, because it's so hard to get things out there these days. Um, but it's but like how do we're you making stuff. Say again?
0: How do you find projects? Uh, How do you find projects? Like, how do you start with a project and, you know, as soon as you're done with you're just about wrapping up on that last project, like, how do you find Mm -hmm. the next one? I'm I'm genuinely just curious.
1: Yeah, um, that is a question I ask myself after every project. (laughs) How do I find the next one? (laughs) Because, you know, that's the thing about um, doing freelance is, like, like you said earlier, it's like you got to find something that pays the bills, too. So, yeah. um, I also I work part-time at Apple, actually. I'm a, I'm mm-hmm. a technician over at Apple. Mm-hmm. Um,
0: hey, you're depending like on do the things that you like. It's right? like technology See? and filmmaking, yeah. Right? And, and <laughs> that's, that's
1: awesome. why I like it a lot. It's like, um, you know, I, I get to flex those sort of more uh, kind of logistical, technical muscles. Um. Mm-hmm. And I think mm-hmm. that's why I like kind of science and math I think I like it for the exact opposite reasons I like filmmaking whereas like filmmaking I'm talking about all this like you know diving into the unknown and all this uncertainty and having to change your mind at a moment's notice and it's like I love math because two plus two is always going to be four no matter what right (laughs) it's predictable yeah (laughs) right right um but anyway to, to your point about finding the next project is um you know, the freelance life is so unpredictable. Like I will go oh, months
0: without still there. work.
1: Um, oh, you there? Still there. We good? Okay, we're back. And we're okay. back Okay. Gotcha. And uh, we're back. So saying like <laughs> freelance is so unpredictable because I, I will go months with, with nothing and then all of a sudden I'll have like five things fall into my lap all at once. And then it's nothing for another several months. So it's actually kind of what I'm in right now is I've got, like, a handful of projects that are all happening at once, and I'm trying to juggle everything, but, um, a lot of it is, you know, I try to market myself, right? I've got a website, um, I've got, like, a business email, and, you know, Facebook is honestly a great resource. There's a lot of, like, um, yeah, production pages, and, like, every day there's people posting, hey, looking for these roles for these dates, and, like... You know, I find a lot of work just messaging people through there and saying, hey, you know, I'm available. You know, if you want to hire me, let's do it. Um, The other part of this, too, like I have a really, really tight creative circle of of friends that I've been working with for, I want to say, the majority of this past 10 years. And, uh, you know, we always rely on each other. So whenever somebody has something in the works, it's okay, let's all get together and do it. Um, And right now, I'm working on. Oh, gosh, like three different scripts. So one of them <laughs> is, yeah, one of them is a, a short script that um, I'm really, really proud of because it's crazy. It's it's just a script. I haven't made a movie yet, um, and it's already, like, the most successful thing I've done. It's gotten into a ton of festivals. It's won a few awards. It's, it's made the finals in, like, seven or eight festivals. Um, no way. It's it's crazy. It's crazy. And it's like, I did not at all expect that. Um, so I'm super, super like thankful. What, um, what
0: can you tell me or what can you tell <laughs> us about that script without yeah breaking any rules? So, rocks?
1: right. Uh, so it's called the impossible question and it's a short script about these two best friends who work at NASA and they've developed an algorithm that um, is basically going to answer the question of whether or not we're alone in the universe, um, okay. and so it's them basically just sitting in the office waiting for this thing to run, uh, and it's it's fun. Like originally, it's it started out just as like a straight comedy. It was going to be like uh-huh. uh, another long night at the office, but they're doing this life changing thing, right? Um, uh-huh. But then it sort of evolves to have. This more kind of social commentary on you know how does what we find out there affect how we see each other here um, mm-hmm. and that's one of the things I love about writing is is I did not at all expect that he was gonna dive into that sort of commentary but it just sort of happened as I was writing it and it's like you know I had that initial idea and I was like, okay, let's let's kind of explore this rabbit hole and see where it goes. And I ended up with um, a short story that I'm 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 very proud of because I think you know it it has something to say. Not that everything I yeah. do like doesn't, but it's like this is something where I think it has a central message to it uh, mm-hmm. that is very. Um, relevant I think mm-hmm,
0: mm-hmm. so do you think this mo- this script is ever going to be made into a film
1: that's my goal I, I would love to and I'm actually trying to sort of get some of the, the initial building blocks in place um, it's tough though because like money is always the base roadblock and I know right off the bat that this one is, is probably going to be a little bit more expensive than some of the other stuff we've done um, mm-hmm. but again, it's one of those things where it's like, I'm gonna have to get used to that anyway, so might as well see if I yeah. can get I mean, the ground like, running. Like, and you're, yeah,
0: yeah, you were able to do it before. This is just one of those things. It's a, uh, it's a, uh, my brother always called any challenges that come across my way to be just they're just growing pains, that's all it is, totally, totally, you don't get past it, yeah, and then yeah, you'll just get stronger and stronger. Um, yeah. actually. Jeremy, uh, how can people support you in any way? Like, if, if, if you want to get this film off the ground, like, what's the best way to, to support you, I guess? Like, is there a website that they can go to or something?
1: Um, that is an excellent question. Um, I, I, so I've got my personal website, which is just uh, Um, On there, I've got a reel of some of my, like, post-production work um, and, like, videography and stuff. Uh, I've also got my resume on there and some contact links. So if, if you want to reach out to me at all, that is a great place to do so. Um, or you can send me an email. It's just info at jeremyjermaine.com. Um, mm-hmm. As far as like supporting any of the projects I have going on right now, I don't really have a, a platform for that at the moment. Um, I haven't really started exploring the financial side of things quite yet. Um yeah but I'm sure once I do there will be links uh, on my website so I'd say that's a great place to yeah, start. Yeah, I think
0: that, I think that's a legitimate um way of getting something off the ground because like you're telling me this this script like definitely want to hear more about this. I definitely want to see this made, right? Mm-hmm. So I'm sure I'm not the only one who feels that way. Some might even feel stronger than that. So um you, you it's a good way to I guess for people to at least know that there are ways that they can help. You know what I mean? So that's, yeah, it's great. Yeah. I mean, I think the, the creative community in general is it's just as it's a bunch of artists just trying to support each other. And, you know, this is another conversation I always have with my wife. She's like, well, you know, um, I don't know. It, it was a completely different conversation, but it's per this question where a lot of people always say, unfortunately, they start with the word unfortunately. Unfortunately, it's, the industry is always about who you know. <laughs> And I'm like, there is some val- validity to what you just said. However, also realize that people who know each other well, trust each other. And when you mm-hmm. trust someone, you tend to work with them more. So that's just a natural progression of relationships. So I think yeah. if you want to, like, yeah, right, as freelancers, we're both freelancers, we understand this concept. We understand that we will tend to work with people that we tr- who we trust. So that's why we have a, a close circle of friends that we always ask questions and if they can vet someone and say yeah this person's good then maybe we trust that person a little bit more so it's it's just the way mm-hmm. things are and so if you want to be a part of that then you need to start you know fostering those those kind of um of relationships and yeah it's just one of those it's it's the boring side actually it's a funny jeremy because it's like finance and creativity tend to not mix and i get it like it's they're just completely unattractive to a lot of people right. but i find it very interesting like how do we make this work cuz it's like it's just another piece of the puzzle right if you want to yep. get something off the ground then you know what does it take to make it happen right and so i think maybe that's why i just approach it like that like okay you need to meet the right people you need to talk to the right people i'm like okay let's figure this one out let's see yeah. how it works right so it's it's just one of those things that um Maybe a lot of uh, people don't consider. Um, it's not that scary, to be honest. It really isn't that yeah. scary. It's, it's scary to think about it. But once you start talking to people, you'll realize that you're all trying to ch- achieve the same goal. And it's a simple, as simple as just opening yourself up and saying, hey, I need to get this off the ground. Do you know anyone that might, you know, whatever. But anyway, but that's a completely different topic. I, I do have one, <laughs> one special question, though, that, that I wanted to ask you. Yeah. yeah. And... We can dive on in this topic a little bit for a few minutes because I know we already went over the time, and I, I, I obviously want to respect your day too, your, your time. Oh no worries, but no worries. Have you considered if you if you have if you don't have one yet, but have you considered creating a, a YouTube channel for what you do?
1: You know, i I've, I've thought about it. Um, I think. Sort of my, my big roadblock with that is just, um, and again, it's kind of ironic given what we were talking about earlier. Um, I don't really know what it would be about because I do so many different things, right? And we talked about like that's okay to have a lot of different things. Um, I, I feel right now that my my sort of collection of work, if I were to to kind of take what can be put on YouTube, it would just be mm-hmm. kind of like a small part of it. Um, mm-hmm. So it's definitely something I've, I've thought about and and something I kind of want to explore in the future, but I just kind of haven't, it's not something I really kind of put pen to paper on yet.
0: Got it, got it. Well, I'm, I'm gonna I'm gonna brainstorm with you right now because, <laughs> no, because <laughs> like it. A, it, this, this is something that I was thinking about last night. Like I couldn't sleep and I, I was forcing myself and I, I'm sure you also have this problem where when your brain starts working, you can't just shut it off. Oh, so yeah. it's like, like I need to go to sleep. You know what I mean? My kids are asleep already. My wife's asleep, and I'm like, I need. It's midnight. You're I, lying I'm wake like, awake. Early like, tomorrow. Uh, <laughs> yeah, I'm like, I need. To, <laughs> I need to go to sleep because in my head, um, one of the things that I've been wanting to do was to. Uh, so okay, backtrack a little bit. So when when I started my YouTube channel, it was actually back in 2016 before my daughter was born. And mm-hmm. it was a vlog style ch- channel, and I, you know, to this day, I, I've always said this: like, I don't like vlogs just because I feel like people who watch vlogs, um, like no one's gonna watch my vlog because they don't know who I am. Like, no one's gonna care what I do, about what mm-hmm. I do, and so that that it, now I'm starting to realize it's such a self defeating statement. It's like, it's like I'm I'm shooting it down before I even, you know, explore right. that idea. So. Last night, before going to bed, I revisited this channel. And this channel, I put my the, the videos on private already. But mm-hmm. um, I saw the vlog, and I'm like, very interesting how my, how I've um, evolved as a person with the way I speak to the camera, with the way I create the content. And it's just interesting. That aspect alone was interesting to me. So I'm like, I kind of want to start that again, but what do I do? Like, how do I line it up with, with what? I currently do. And so I figured one of the things that people really always ask me about are the things that I don't share on on any of my social media. And these are like the mundane things. It's like, mm-hmm. what do you do when you wake up in the morning? It's like so mundane, right? So I'm like, <laughs> right. why are they so curious about this? And you know, I, I thought about it, and I'm like, okay, this is definitely, my approach here is definitely not a Mr. Popularity Contest type of thing. It's like, yeah. It's not like, oh, look at me. Look at my glamorous life. And I think they really just wanted to understand from a human perspective, like, what makes me tick. And totally. that's how I, right? Like, that's how I approach other people, too. Like, that's why I ask questions when, when I have guests on the podcast. Like, I just want to understand, like, what how you are as a human being. Because cause at some level, I want to relate to what you do and what your life is. And so I'm like, okay, maybe. Maybe the idea here is to literally just Make it a vlog in a style that that's, you know, I, I haven't really thought it through, but basically like, okay, what do I do? Like, how do I come up with the, the ideas? Like, even for this podcast, for example, what was the idea for the podcast? Like, why do I want to talk to people? Why do I want to meet them? Why do, what's the goal? And maybe stuff like that. Maybe I'll just be like, okay. Um, and the great thing about that is because it's more of like a self-expression um, I think I might start doing that. I might just start creating s- uh, very short vlogs yeah. where I just go through the process, the challenges, and why. And because it's more of, like, self-expressive, it's not – it's, it's – um, I'm not – it's I won't be too concerned about the views. And that's one of the biggest problems with YouTube. Like, when you have a YouTube channel, you start to think more of the business side of things – yeah, and you're totally. so concerned about like i'm not getting enough views i'm not getting any followers, but it kind- of, and it kind of just like ruined the whole experience of like making videos because it's like it's not fun anymore now the whole the sole purpose is to get views, so maybe I need to dial it down and be like, just create the videos that you think is good at least to you, and maybe it'll um bring that or strengthen that connection with your audience yeah. and um it's you know it's it's a way to, for you to express yourself and you don't have to be concerned about the views i mean it's it's a simple vlog you're not trying to sell anything you know what i mean so it's like right. um so maybe that's a that's the approach that i'm going to do i'm going to try to do that and so i don't know why i'm i'm sharing all this with you but maybe <laughs> no, I'm, no, hoping, I'm hoping that maybe that'll give you some ideas as well that maybe you, you can approach your channel in that way like just sharing your process and why this is passionate, why you're passionate about it. Or maybe talk about the film that you just, um, yeah. the script that you just uh, shared with me and what the inspirations for that were. Um, totally. That's something I definitely would watch. It's like, because, you know, obviously I can, I can only ask so much about that, that script. But if sure. you had a video that says, I have a script that picked up a couple of awards and, you know, a lot of people really liked it. I want to hear more about it so what was the inspiration jeremy like do you like sci-fi movies do you like you know and i think that that can take you into this whole different yeah rabbit hole of other things so but yeah <laughs> i don't know totally I no that's to, yeah
1: that's a great point i i think that's really interesting because i i feel like a lot of the times when i do my work right i think that's the interesting part of me not that i'm an uninteresting person but it's like that's the thing that people are, are going to want to see right the uh you know the outcome like we were talking about it's like that's the thing that's going to resonate with people and it's never really crossed my mind like oh do people want to know more about like the person behind it which is yeah. and in some ways like you know just as important is to understand where these things come from and so that's that's super interesting i've never really kind of thought about it that way um one of the it's things so funny, I, though,
0: that... Sorry, go, go ahead. ahead. Go ahead. I want you to finish what you were saying.
1: Oh, I was just gonna say one of the things I. Um, one of the projects I did, another one that I'm I'm really proud of, is is like the simplest thing, in the world, um, but it resonated really well with people. So it's it's on my website for anyone who wants to watch it. It's just called the Perfect Cup, and all it is it's like a five minute short film, about making a cup of coffee. That's it. But um, I think what made it so impactful for a lot of people is sort of the why behind it. And that's something that I I sort of um, talked about with with people is, because it was made during the height of the pandemic when we were all quarantined and nothing made sense. We were all scared and unsure of what was going on. And for me, not only was I feeling like a lack of creativity, I wasn't making anything, but also like my mind was racing. I think my, my anxiety was was at a pretty significant high, my depression was kind of getting up there too. And I needed a way to like ground myself. And for me, like making a cup of coffee is a very sort of meditative experience. Um, because it's, it's it's a process, right, and it calms me down, and I wanted to share that in this time of unprecedented circumstances, right, here's a small little thing that brings me a sense of peace, and I wanted to share that, and it ended up like something so simple, just just literally, it's me making a cup of coffee with some nice little music in the background. Um, it resonated with with a lot of people I know, and it uh, actually it won a cinematography award too, which is crazy. But <laughs> there um, <you> go. <laughs> that's awesome. It's just one of those things where it's like it's it's yes, from like a visual and technical standpoint, I think the end product is 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 good. It stands out, but. I think it's everything that's, that's behind it that kind of elevates it. And again, that wasn't necessarily something I was really, really thinking about at the time. I just knew this is something that calms me down. It's an excuse to play around with my camera and see if we can get some interesting looking shots. And, um, I wasn't, I wasn't expecting that part of it to, to, to be so forward until I actually put it together. Um, and again, like, I won't spoil, like, not that there's not much to spoil about making a cup of coffee, but it's, like, the, the, the very end in particular, if you get a chance to watch it, the very, very end in particular, I think, it's just one shot, speaks to the whole thing of it. Um, I'll leave it at that. Okay, I'll go check if it out. If you want to go and check it out. I'll go check um, it out, yeah, yeah. Spoiler alert, the coffee was good. <laughs> yes. <laughs> was <a>
0: <laughs> and well, I only I ended up good. having to make, like,
1: two cups of coffee to get all the shots, so... <laughs> Oh, no, there you go.
0: <laughs> no, actually, that's a that's a very good um, concept. I I had this a similar idea when I worked with a brand that wanted me to create um, a video about their an electric kettle. And I said, I basically approached it the same way. This is a, a true story. I approached it the same way, where I talk about how pouring uh, from this kettle was it, it was a little bit more intentional when you're making the cup of coffee or tea. And this give, gave me a moment. It's like, no matter how crazy your day was, because you're following this process, it forces you to slow down.
1: Mm-hmm. And that, slow, yeah. that,
0: that period of time that you're making coffee, first of all, you already know what the end result's gonna be. And you already know the benefits of it because you're going to enjoy that cup of coffee. You look forward to it. And it also forces you to slow down and consider things and become a little bit more intentional with the things that you do and while you're doing that you feel relaxed you just feel better and so i kind of approached it that way and they (laughs) sent it to them and they're like we love what you did but it was too artistic Oh. and I'm like oh I'm sorry oh come on <laughs> to reach in, a, in, a, in a funny way and I appreciate uh, that you were very kind Yeah. but yeah, in yeah. the funniest way <laughs> they shot it down and they're just like yeah you, you need to dumb it down a little bit we're trying to sell this oh my right. god you know? and well like, hey okay. you know
1: sometimes sometimes you gotta do that but <laughs> yeah sometimes
0: you gotta do that I mean at least I got that, that I got that um the itch scratched you know and oh, it, was, totally. it was a worthy yeah. concept right yeah and it's fine. And I still enjoyed making it. And it was just like, okay, this is cool. But, yeah, when you were sharing, sharing that story, I was like, I was reminded totally of that project that I just worked on. Um, so, Jeremy, uh, I wanted to tell you this. Um, it's actually really funny because the, uh, the way – we're going to end this podcast like this, okay? So okay. we started this podcast talking about this world who is just, that's just focused on the outcome. And mm-hmm. we said that – and I, I, I kind of imply that it, today it's, it's different. And it really is because I think I read somewhere, I heard somewhere that people on TikTok in particular are more interested in the process rather than the outcome. So, for example, like these photographers, these designers, these video, video uh, videographers or filmmakers, um, instead of showing the end result, they show the process of how they get to that. And mm-hmm. people are more interested in that. Like, how does it yeah. work? So I think... I think this gives us an opportunity to do exactly that because that's Mm -hmm. part of the joy of being a creative. The process, we talked about this, the process, why we enjoy it so much. So maybe it's something that we can both consider um, as a way to just share it with the audience. It's like like you, that process of making that cup of coffee, since you already have that film out, you could probably just talk about it and just say why you made it and why it means a lot to you and what your process was. And I think, I think people will enjoy that. I mean, I for sure will enjoy that. Um, but yeah, I mean, that's a that's a good way to kind of like bring things back totally. together from the beginning, <laughs> yeah to to the end. So that's great. But Jeremy, before we before we end this podcast again, I know you shared your website already. Um, is, is there anything else that you can share? Like, how how can people find you on Instagram or any other social media uh, channels? Yeah.
1: So. Um... I've got a, a Facebook page. It's it's Jeremy Germain, It's an artist page. I don't update it too often. It's it's been a while, but um, I do check messengers. So if if you want like a direct line to me, that's a great place to reach out. Um, my website jeremyjermaine.com. If you want to see a lot of my work, um, all the short films that I, I talked about um, are available for viewing on on my website. So. Um, if you want to check out the one I was talking about uh, with, with the tree house, it's called midnight. That one is very near and dear to me. Um, that one's on there. Uh, the perfect cup, which is the, the coffee one that one's on there as well. So a couple other things too. Um, I've got some of my more like branded work and, and some music video work. Uh, and then I'm on Instagram at Jeremy takes pics. Um, I post a lot of my photography there and that's also a great place to message me as well. If you want to reach out.
0: Wonderful. well, It has been a pleasure, Jeremy. Thank you so much for finding the time today to chat. It was awesome to get to know you and share all these philosophical ideas. I really do enjoy that, by the way. And I wasn't kidding. I'm very proud of you. Very, very proud of you. you. I know that sounds really weird. Very proud of you. (laughs) No, no, I I appreciate it. Thank you so much. It
1: was great meeting you, Michael. Thank you for having me. Likewise.
0: Of course. Anytime. Yeah, by the way, you are more than welcome to come back to the the podcast because... This awesome. format is going to be more casual than before, so I would love—I would love to have people come back and just have a conversation about anything. Like, if there's a film that came out that you very strongly want to talk about, for example, or a project or something, let me know, and we'll—we'll we'll schedule another chat, and then um, we'll talk about it. Because this is, again, this is a place that I want creators to have a platform or a chance or an opportunity to discuss things that are important to them. And let's do that. If you're free, then yeah, why not? It'd be awesome. Yeah, awesome.
1: Uh, One thing I I did want to ask, um, what, uh, what platforms is this going to be available on?
0: So this is going to be um, available on basically anywhere that they, they listen to podcasts, but on Spotify, um, you can watch it. So, this video oh, cool. feed that uh, we have right now, people can watch it if they want to. Um, I tried, or I'm still, I'm still working on the YouTube thing. It's, it's a lot of work for one person. So it's like, <laughs> yeah, this one for sure, it's going to be recorded. And by the way, if you're okay with that, um, yeah, oh, people definitely. can watch this on Spotify. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Sweet. And yeah, then, yeah. Um, but, every, but they can just listen to it on Spotify. They can listen to an Apple podcast and basically anywhere that they, they can get their podcasts from. And, I'll be sharing the link as soon as uh, this goes live. Um, But, yeah, happy to have you back. uh, Whenever you're free or you're available, just let me know.
1: Definitely. Thank you, Mike. It was such a pleasure to, to be here talking to you today.
0: Likewise. Thank you so much, Jeremy. I hope you have a wonderful, wonderful rest of the day. You too.